Today I want to take a, a few minutes just to talk about something that's been really important to me. Uh, if you've uh, watched our series, which I like a lot, the series uh, this month is a, a brand new series this month on decision making, how to make the right decisions. And one of the things that I've been working on is, and this time especially, what do I do? A lot of what do you do prayers. I like a lot about this season. A lot I don't like, but there's some things I like. One is I like that I have had time to think. There's a book a long time ago John Maxwell had called Thinking for a Change, called Thinking for a Change by John Maxwell. And one of the things he says in the book is people don't have time to think. We're always running, ripping, going, doing, and we don't have time to think. Nothing like sitting there looking out the window and just thinking. And this season, I'm thinking about how much God thought about us. And I want to share a, a sermon uh, today that's different than what you heard online if you heard the 9 o'clock service, but it's sort of in line with it. Every first Sunday when I do this, it will be a separate sermon. It won't be the normal sermon. So if you want to hear the normal series, you listen to the 9 o'clock or you can go on demand and listen to the sermon. This is a standout sermon. And it's called How to Prepare for a Long Journey. And I, I think for me, a guy who travels a lot, uh, used to, <laughs> uh, I haven't traveled as much in the last year and a half as I normally would, but knowing about once or twice, month, uh, two times a month, I'd be on the road someplace, preaching, teaching, doing something. And uh, our family is a big travel family. We believe in vacations. We believe in quarterly vacations, by the way, not just once a year. We believe in, my wife and I have a weekly vacation every Monday is Diane's day, and then I have a Ricky day. Uh-huh, I do. And there's, so I, I believe in taking time off. I think that's one of the smartest things I've ever done in my life. I am not tired. I'm, I'm 63 years old, can still run, yay. I'm 63 years old, and I, I've been pastoring for 40, 40 years, and I'm not, I'm not tired. I'm not in a give-up mode. As a matter of fact, I'm starting a new, some new enterprises uh, I'm in a doctoral program. Uh, I have finished all the coursework. I am now in the dissertation phase, and I made all A's all the way through. Thank you, Jesus. All A's. Give God praise. I thank God for his grace. And I want to give a shout-out to my study team. They've been amazing. My study team was a big help to me. And I believe very strongly that I have a whole nother vision for my life, new business opportunities, new entrepreneurial passions. I mean, I'm on fire. I mean, I'm really on fire. Uh, I just really thank God. But I think I understand that in order for me to get to where I want to be, I have to think long-term. Some of you started thinking short-term. Some of you are waiting to die, I think. You're waiting, you, you just need to get a casket and sit in it because you're waiting to die. You're not dreaming, you're not planning, you're not doing anything new. You're, you're almost just give, you're giving up on life. I don't think you should. I always say Moses was 80 years old when he got started. Um, it just doesn't make Abraham was 75. Colonel Sanders started KFC in his 60s. I don't know why you have to give up. You're smarter than you've ever been. You have more knowledge than you've ever had in your life. Why not dream something new now? And so that's where I am. I'm on fire. I have a passion. And I wanted to take you to a principle that explains this, but I wanted to illustrate it first. 
This is my uh, travel bag right here. My, my bag. This is one of, I have several bags, but this is one of my bags. I have small ones. Uh, it's a Tumi. And you look it up, it's expensive. It is. But it's nice. And inside this bag is all the stuff I need when I travel, especially now it depends on where I'm going. If I'm going a long journey, uh, this bag can expand and I can make it bigger. But inside this bag, I got stuff that I need. Now, understand, everything in this bag was um, tied to a story. So, for example, I went, to, I went to a hotel and I didn't have a toothbrush. So I knew that you got to keep a toothbrush with you because, you know, they have them down at the front desk. You can go get one for free, but I have a toothbrush in there. Then I got some toothpaste because, you know what I'm saying, um, you need the toothpaste with the toothbrush, right? Then in here, I got a brush. It used to be an Afro pick, but that's no longer necessary. But I used to have a brush. I got a brush now. So you kind of do yourself up there a little bit. I always carry, okay, now, now you, this is my vitamins. I have a look, don't talk about this. This is vitamins in here. I keep the vitamins because you never know. And I got another bigger vitamin bag right there in case of my vitamins. Hold on. Let me get it stuff back in there. Vitamins. And because when you want to work out, look out, people. Look out. You see this? This is, a, you can put your foot on it, get that action going. It's my workout. I keep it in my bag because when I'm traveling, I can't carry a workout machine. So I got my little struggle with stuff in there. This is Sheila Bishop's famous. It's my medicine bag. No, see, I was in Memphis one time and I got sick. I ate something and it didn't agree with me. And I was in that hotel room by myself praying. And I said, God, I will never be without the necessary emergency medications that the brother needs. Now, I'm not going to go any further. I do have, let me see, I got some hand sanitizer. You got to keep it with you. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep yourself holy. And then I've got pens. I've got, I've got stuff. I'm not going to go through all of it, but I got stuff in here that, uh, that you need in case of a crisis. And I've got more stuff than I'm telling you. Now, here's the point of this whole illustration. That's my travel bag. This is the bag I keep with me so that in case I get into a bad situation, I can take care of myself. I got extra batteries for my phone. If my phone goes dead, I got a backup battery. Matter of fact, I keep a couple of them because my wife's always out of power and my daughter is always out of power. So I have to keep backup batteries for them because they, they have backup batteries. They don't charge, but you know how that goes. Anyway, here's the point. I'm prepared for the journey, and I'm prepared for a long one or a short one. I even have flashlights in there. You may just, <laughs> I should show you. I got a little flashlight because I've been in a hotel, and all the lights went out. I was out of town, and we were, kids were little, and they would say, oh, Daddy, the lights are out, and I had three or four flashlights. I did. Don't laugh. I, had a <laughs> I gave everybody a flashlight, and Christina said, how many you got? I said, enough for the crew. Let me ask you something. Are you ready for a long journey? Are you ready to take on a challenge that's going to last longer than you expected? I think you have to learn in life to prepare yourself. That's one of the things I, I'm big on, preparing myself. Backup plans. Backup cash. Got to have some money hidden someplace. Got to have $50 somewhere. What's your backup plan? What's your strategy? 
I think a lot of times we think about right now. And what I'm going to show you in the Bible, this is the Bible study, Joshua chapter 1. I want to show you how God challenged Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 to pack for his long journey. And there were several things that God told him to pack so that he'd be prepared. Now, what I'm going to tell you are some things that you need to make sure you put in your bag, in your life. This is going to be a long journey, not just you know, past COVID, but just in life in general. Joshua chapter 1, the Bible says in verse 1, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give them to the Israelites. Now I want to give you the first thing you need to pack in your bag. You need to pack grieving skills. Let me say it for you again. Grieving skills. If you're going to take this journey in life, you're going to have moments where you grieved. You're going to lose people. Nobody gets to stay here forever. And so you have to pack grieving skills. You have to know how to grieve. You have to know how to feel sad. You have to learn how to embrace it and work through it because that's part of the journey. I wish I could tell you there would be no moments of grief. We have, we have God blesses our first member who, who's out of COVID, first member, to bury her Saturday. And our heart goes out to the family, the Washington family. My heart goes out to them. But I'm telling you something. There's something about understanding that there are moments in life when you have grief. We've had several members catch COVID, but thank God, you know, some are still recovering. We have one right now in the hospital is still recovering. You have to learn how to face those moments and manage the grief, manage the sorrow. There's, no, there's nothing easy about it, nothing simple about it. How do you manage grief? Do you wallow in it? Do you fall down? Do you give up? That means you can't travel far. Your bag's too small. You have to enlarge your bag, enlarge your philosophy, your view. A lot of Christians think nothing's going to happen to me. Life's going to be great. Life is a, can be great, can be wonderful, but there are moments when things will grieve you. And he told Joshua, he said, Moses is dead now. You have to face that. Get up. I need you to go forward. Second thing he told him to pack was this. Not only did he know how, need to know how to pack grief, he needed to know how to pack what I call, what he called walking shoes. Listen to verse 3. He said, I will give you every place where you set your feet. I need you to pack some walking shoes, Joshua. If you're going to take this journey, you have to learn how to grieve. You have to learn how to put on the right shoes. I, I, I think there are just moments in life where you just have to keep walking. And I love the way he says it. Everywhere you walk, I'm going to give it to you. If you have the courage to walk into that college campus, you have the courage to walk into this marriage relationship, you have the courage to walk, I'll give it to you if you take me with you. And so he says, you got to learn how to pack that. Now, some of you, some of us, if we're not careful, we don't want to walk far. And he tells Joshua, if you don't walk anywhere, you get nothing. I can't give you what you won't go get. Third, third thing he tells him to do is, he says, I want you to pack this, pack ambition. I love verse 4. He said, your territory will extend from the desert of, to Lebanon, from the great river, from the Euphrates, from the, uh, from the, from the, I can get it out, from the Euphrates, 
all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea to the west. I want you to pack the ability to grieve, pack some walking shoes, and pack some ambition. I want you to expand. Your territory will extend, he says. I want you to go beyond where you live, beyond Savannah, beyond Georgia. I want you to extend. I, 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 can't, I can't tell you how important it is to just have ambition. Just, just, just want something. Joshua, I'm not going to give this to you, sir. You must understand that's your potential, but you may never get there if you don't try. If you don't walk there, if you don't have any ambition, that's why Jesus said it this way, seek, knock, and ask. Something about knocking, asking, seeking, trying to make it work. Then number four, he says, I love this, pack confidence. He said, verse five, no one will be able to stand before you, Joshua chapter one, verse five, no one will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You need to pack some confidence. Now, I'm going to tell you what people like. They like, to, they like to say, well, I'm a member of Overcoming by Faith. I'm a member of Pastor, Pastor Rick's my pastor. Or I'm a member of this party or whatever. Listen, all that's nice. But if you look at the preacher, if you don't believe in you, you be in trouble. If you don't have confidence in yourself, not in the group you're in, in you, you have to believe that God's hand's on you. You have to believe that God will be with you. You have to believe that when you are up here by yourself, God's with me up here by myself. Nobody has to be up here. I'm fine. God's with me. Confidence. Pack you some confidence. Stop talking yourself down. Stop putting yourself down. If your left foot's ugly, look at your right foot. If this side is too fat, turn to the other side. Whatever you got going. Believe in you. Trust the God that's in you. You watch all the millionaires on TV and celebrating with them and listen to all these millionaire people. I'm not, I'm not against that. I think it's good to make money. Praise God. I'm happy about that. But I don't want to spend my life admiring millionaires and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hundredaire. I don't want to spend my life listening to other people and I can't, I can't listen to myself. You know, I was, I was thinking the other day. I was thinking about movies, right? I'm a big movie fan. But do you know something? Everything that you see on TV, even news, they write it down. It's a script. Somebody writes writers. They write it down. And now they will cry. And now they will laugh. <laughs> and now they'll look mad. All that's written. And then the music is written. And it's all designed to move you and move your emotions. You can spend all your life reading somebody else's script. Or you can let God write your own. You can spend all your life admiring somebody else, being carried by the wind. I like football. It's a good thing. Good games. Basketball. All that's wonderful. All of me and there's running up and down the court. That's not you. You have a life you need to believe in. You're about to fight somebody over who's going to be the next NBA championship, and you ain't got no championships. Excuse my grandma. You need to think about your own championships, your own life. You need to have confidence in you. What does God want to do in your life? That's what really matters. Not just even in your church. In you, in your life, in your family, in your bank account. You admire somebody, Bill Gates got billions of dollars and you got $10. Come on, why, who, don't talk about Bill Gates. Let me talk about you, your life, where you going. Pack confidence, number five, pack strength. If you're taking notes, number one, pack yourself some grieving skills. Number two, pack yourself some walking shoes. Number three. Number three, did we lose it? Did we lose it? There we go, we're back. Okay, pack yourself. 
some walking shoes. Pack, as I'm, preaching, I'm preaching the sound system out. Number three, pack yourself some ambition. Pack yourself some confidence. And here's number five. I love this. One. Verse six of Joshua chapter one. Pack yourself some strength. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong, verse 7 says, and be very courageous. Now, I want to pause there and say this to you. Some people think strength is something you stand there and you do like this, and God pours it in your mouth. There you go. God is going to pour strength. You're going to become stronger because no, no, that's not how it works. Here's the key to strength. First, you must decide to be strong. He tells Joshua, be strong. I need you to be strong. You decide. You decide. I'm going in this classroom and I'm going to whip this class down. I'm going to take them. I'm, I'm going to make an A in this program. I am strong. I am not going to be a weak student. You decide. Just like I decided when I first pulled up here to put some gas in my car because my car was running low and I didn't want to see y'all out here with me with a gas can. I went and got some gas and came back. <laughs> I made a decision to put gas in my car. You got to make a decision to be strong. You've got to stop being so wimpy and weak and whiny. You got to say, I'm tired of that. I don't want to be that person. Not one more day in my life. And last thing, <laughs> not only be strong, you got to need to be full of the word. Verse eight, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. I'll tell you what, be careful, he says, to do everything written in it. Then after you do that, you'll prosper. Pack the word with you. Pack the word. And that's not just putting a few scriptures in your mind. All these people I know know the Bible. Some of them live all kinds of ways. Put it in your life. Pack the word in your life, in your attitude. Stop cussing people out and then praying for them. You need to pause for a minute. Is the word in my life. And then the last thing he says is this. Pack Independent preparation. I love that. Look at verse 10. Pack independent preparation. You need to pack independent preparation. Verse 10 of Joshua chapter 1. So Joshua ordered the officers, officers of the people. Here's what Joshua told them. Go through the camp and tell the people, get your own provisions ready. I need you to get yourself ready. You independently, on your own, need to prepare for this journey. You got three days. You don't have it forever. You got three days. Let me tell you something. Overcome by faith, we're getting ready to go on a longer journey than we planned. And we have to get ready for it. We can't be afraid of it. We have to pack like people who are clear. I understand the power. I went through my bag the other day, took everything out. I do that every so often and lay it on the ground instead of what don't I need that this and that I throw it away and I repack my bag so that when I'm ready to go, I don't have to wonder. I have everything I need. Some of you need to pack some more money, some more health, some more rest. I don't know what needs to be on your list. Better attitude with your wife, nicer to your children. Stop being a grumpy parent, yelling all the time, cussing all the time. Stop all that. And then going to church and talk about Jesus. Pack something else in your bag, and you'd be surprised how you can change your life. I want to pray for you today. Father, I thank you for the word today and all that's been said. 
we leave this time thankful. We leave this time happy. We leave this time lifted. We leave this time celebrating. We leave this time with joy in our hearts. We leave this time thankful. We leave this time with confidence, packing our bag for a long journey. We're not going to let anything stop us. We're not going to let our, our, our temptation stop us. We're not going to let anybody get in our way. We're going to be strong people. We choose to be strong. We choose to be courageous. Mm. Courage is doing what you're afraid to do, what you're not comfortable doing. That's what makes you courageous. Some things we're not comfortable with, but we're going to do it anyway because it's the right thing to do. Some people are going to apologize to because it's the right thing to do. Some habits we're going to let go because it's the right thing to do. Some thoughts we're going to let go because it's the right thing to do. I courageously embrace this season. I courageously embrace the new schedule. I courageously embrace streaming on demand. 72% of our folks watch us on demand. We embrace you. We welcome you into our family. We welcome you overseas, all around the country. As the walls of the church fall down, and the gospel goes all over the place. And it's not what we thought it would be. But God said, I will do a work in your day. He told Rebecca that you wouldn't believe even if I told you. And I believe you're in the middle of that work today. Now I pray for people who don't know your Savior. They've watched this. They've come. Let this be the moment they say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Let it be the start of a new beginning for them. And may they say it was in that service when Pastor Rick talked about packing my bag. I realized that I didn't bring God with me on my journey. I took all my favorite musical guests. I took all my favorite athletes, but I didn't take Jesus. So today I invite him into my life to travel with me. I surrender my life to him in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you for being here. It's amazing to have you. Thank you so much, church. I love you. You're amazing. You're amazing. <laughs>